0: Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I wanted to talk about creating a remarkable life. I feel like so many people these days are really trying to find their own voice, trying to understand what their purpose is. And for me, when I go out and I meet people, I love talking with people, whether I'm at vegan restaurants or I'm at the yoga studio or I'm just out and about in life. I love striking up conversation with people. And obviously, I'm a little bit of a long-winded person. That's why I have the podcast. You know, people ask me what I do for a living and Most of the time people say like wow I've never met anybody like you or you know you're one of the most interesting people that I've met and I'm really not saying that to like make myself feel special (laughs) or anything. I think uh, you know a lot of the choices that I have made in my life I have felt like kind of different a lot in my life and there have been choices that I've made that have kind of set me aside in some respects and um It's been purposeful at some points and some of it's just been moral for me and some of it's been ethical, especially when it comes to eating, you know, raw foods, plant-based diet and, you know, eating in such a way that doesn't really contribute to suffering of animals. That's something that I feel like is a little bit unique and remarkable to find sometimes. So today I wanted to talk about how you can create a remarkable life of your own and look at the gifts and the talents you've been given and use some different things that I'll get into a little bit later to really just enhance that and improve the quality of your life and allow you to really give and live from a place that is authentic to you and does leave a remarkable legacy behind after you're gone. You know, there are people that come to your mind, I'm sure, that stand out as very individual, very unique, very different, very specific people, where you're just like, wow, that person is so themselves. Like, I don't know anybody like this individual. They're just so them. And they might be talented in some way, gifted in certain ways, with certain abilities, or what have you. You know, I I think oftentimes when people uh, refer to me as remarkable sometimes or as unique, you know, most of the times, It's, you know, kind of overwhelming to receive that. But also I can understand why people would think that, you know, I think in my life, in my day to day life, not so much. I feel like in my online life, but in my day to day life, I do have to say that I do receive a lot of a positive affirmation from the people that I'm surrounded by, whether it be people in the yoga studio, people that I work with in the entertainment industry, in the performing arts industry industry that either respect my work, respect me, or um, just really love the energy that I bring to class or whatever it may be. And this is nice to receive. However, you know, it does take a lot of time, I think, and it has taken me a lot of time to modify certain habits that I have in my life to have that sort of a presence, um, you know, it's not something that happened overnight. And, you know, when I was probably about eleven years old, I danced with a lot of girls that were fifteen to eighteen years old. I was the only eleven year old in the class and I was advanced enough to be in that class, but they didn't really know what else to do with me, so they put me with the older kids. So but as a result of that, I, you know, didn't drive like they did. I didn't have boyfriends or boobs or, you know, wear makeup. And I really felt like a child compared to them because I feel like when you're at that age, the amount of like hormones and stuff that changes during that time from when you're as old as they were compared to how young I was, it's like every year seems like a huge gap. And I oftentimes felt really isolated. One day I remember one of uh, my friends who was also in that group or that class told me that one of those girls that I really looked up to and kind of was inspired by and was like, oh my gosh, like I want to dance like her. She told me that she was supposedly had smoked weed or was smoking weed. And it just made me think like, whoa, you know, I'm 11 years old. I'm thinking like this person's doing drugs. Like I could never imagine that. That's crazy, you know. And at that time, I feel like I recognized my opinion of her change. And, you know, as much as we don't want to judge other people, I don't think like I lost respect for her because I still respected who she was as a dancer and like, you know, admired certain qualities about her and aspired to be like that in some ways. But it made me realize my own values, got me thinking about my future and who I wanted to be when I was that age. It was like, whoa, like, What do I want to be like when I'm 15 or 18 years old? What do I want to be like when I'm 20-something? And it made me just think about that. It made me envision myself being much like I am now, but I wanted to be slim, athletic, healthy, beautiful, pure-spirited, expressive, dynamic, giving, and creative, and really inspiring and like kind of a role model figure to younger people. I think that's what I really wanted for myself growing up, and I knew that there were going to be certain decisions that I was going to have to make throughout my adolescence, whether it be not hanging around people that were going to be engaging in promiscuity, drugs, alcohol, uh, partying of certain sorts, different kinds of activities. I knew that I was going to be in a situation where I was going to have to make some choices. And being that I was kind of in more of a public I guess in high school because I performed usually like one to two times a week as a as a member of the dance team and stuff is mostly sporting events and things like that it was something that you know I was seen a lot like with a group of girls and stuff but you're just a little bit more I guess like noticeable and a lot of the time with that comes a little bit more notoriety. I know in my high school during that time, it was like girls that were on the dance team were kind of considered like popular or like more, I don't know, like desired or whatever. And, you know, sometimes when you're in that position or people have their eyes on you, they're looking at you and like watching your every move in a certain sense, like not necessarily just when you're dancing, but like they want to know like what you're doing, whether it's like what you're eating, what you're wearing, what you're you know, what your habits are and stuff. And sometimes those, you know, the girls that I danced with, sometimes they were more into the partying and that type of thing. And, you know, I did feel isolated sometimes because it was my choice not to engage in those things. I didn't really want to do that because I thought it would put me at a high susceptibility to potentially being um, abused in some way. Um, a sexual abuse is something that happens and can happen When people are under the influence of alcohol or drugs at that age, or really at any age. And that wasn't something that I wanted to potentially subject myself to at that time. So I just knew that if I didn't want to kind of be in that situation, then there were certain things that I was going to have to take a step back from and put myself and keep myself in a safer environment. So, you know, I'm grateful that I have made the decisions that I have. I don't judge the other people that have made other decisions than I did, but I think it did contribute to me evolving in a certain direction and not doing certain things. And at the end of the day, like, I'm happy with the decision that I made to not engage with that. You know, I'm grateful that I have become the person that I have become. It's you know, a lot of small decisions that have created sort of a profound masterpiece in the sense of what I am today, um, metaphorically speaking. Thinking about long term rather than living for the moment type of living is something that I try to be very conscious of. I try to live in the moment, but not live as if this is the only moment that I have. Realizing that time will go on, and this is the moment that I live in now, but there will be consequences of my actions that I make right now in the future. And I want those to be prosperous. I want to be doing things that increase my health, that will expand me in some way and allow me to be a little bit more open-minded about certain stuff as well. I've enjoyed every stage of my life at this point. I really feel like I have enjoyed a lot of the different things that I've been through and I'm proud of who I've become and whether that be kind of creating a higher consciousness, working through me to achieve all that I've achieved, or it's been my own efforts. I know people can have different perspectives on that. I'm proud of what I have done. You know, I grew up feeling kind of isolated and weird sometimes because of the choices that I made or didn't want to be involved with certain activities. And it might have seemed like a sacrifice to some people. You know, I think sometimes kids seem like outcasts or weird or what have you, and sometimes they're dealing with other issues or they have different priorities that they don't really feel the need to discuss with anybody or they might not have anybody to talk to about those things in the same way. I think there are kids who come across really, really popular or really, really outgoing who don't discuss certain issues, which causes them to act in superficial ways or conform to more of Um, kind of like corporate social norms that get filtered down you know through industry and make their way into media and that becomes something that people can kind of jump on the trend and be a part of the same clan if you will you know because it's the trend of what to do and it's a distraction from the actual issue and sometimes I feel like that can lead to numbing themselves in other ways or not picking the healthiest coping strategies. I think it's important to keep an open dialogue and keep an open mind towards people around you might be going through very similar things that you're dealing with and you're not alone. And everybody's trying to discover their own individuality throughout their life at a lot of different times. And that's always ebbing and flowing and changing for every individual. We really are a lot more similar than we are different when it comes to this. And dealing with these different issues that we have in our life can make you remarkable. How you choose to do things, your character, your resilience, your ability to bounce back from certain things can make you a remarkable person because what might hit you and, you know, make you really, really contemplate things and think about things or you know, something that may come across as a misfortune in your life, how you deal with that can be remarkable. And it is remarkable to be able to bounce back from certain things in your life because I feel like as much as I can argue both sides of this argument, I know some people could probably say that some people deal with resilience poorly. Or our society deals with resilience poorly. Like if people get knocked down, then they don't really bounce back as well. But I also think that there are a lot of people that are really amazing at bouncing back. It really is just a choice of the individual to do this. This is what makes me a part of how I am and how I aspire to evolve in my life. And I was this way in many aspects and there are different things that I went through in my life that forced me to be this way, which I'll get into. And um, there are ways in which I chose to be, I think, resilient in certain ways that other, in other instances it might have sucked me back down. But I'll get into that. So I think all of us really want to live remarkable Lives. You know, we have our own unique fingerprint and gift and offering to give to this world. And what we were designed to give is what we were designed to give. We can make an impact without fame, too. I think it's not necessarily important to have a lot of followers on social media and do all these kinds of things. I know for me, I make a big impact with the people that I work with in my life, mainly my dancers. And I know how powerful and effect my dance instructors were and the choreographers that I worked with in my life were to my life. And I feel very confident that I'm making a positive impact in their life and I see it and I'm there with them through their growth. And that's not something that is necessarily I post about all the time on social media. It's something that's really kept in like a safe space and it's really for them to share as far as my students, what they want to as far as their growth process. But there's also a lot of things that happen in rehearsals along the way as that's all going on. You know, you can make a huge impact on the world and leave an incredible legacy behind without ever really needing to be famous for it. It's important to think about, I think, one to five people that have made an impact on your life, even people who are dead and gone that, you know, either were a huge immediate influence in your life or they just inspired you in some way. You know, for me, I think, especially when it comes to dance, one of the artists that I have so much respect for is Fred Astaire. He had so much detail into everything that he did. He was an absolute perfectionist. He was an elegant mover. There's so much subtlety and so many nuances and things that he did to pick up on the musicality to really bring the performance to life in a totally different way. His precision, the detail, his performance quality, his uniqueness, the refined quality of his movement, his technique and knowledge of different cultural styles even is always so amazing to watch. I know one of my favorite performances that he ever did, and this is one of many, but was um, I Left My Hat in Haiti, and I believe it's from Royal Wedding, and that just, there were so many Kind of combination of like Latin American as well as Afro Cuban influences within that choreography and the detail in which it was executed is just it blows me away every time that it never ceases to amaze me. And that was so many years ago, but still had such a profound influence in how I think about what he brought and how he elevated the artistry to a totally different level. And for me, Fred Astaire is absolutely an incredibly remarkable person and figure not only in life, but also to dance and to the entertainment industry. Now, when we look at even parents, they want their children to be remarkable. And this takes certain things you know and also businesses don't want people that stick with how things were they want people that are remarkable they want you know things that are going to stand out and even when you look at it from the perspective of different businesses that stand out in certain ways there are businesses that are remarkable for certain reasons whether it be the food people may wait hours in line you know there's just one restaurant in San Diego where whenever I drive into downtown, I feel like there's always a line around the corner. Always. And it's always packed with people. And they most likely have remarkable food and they provide a remarkable experience for their customer. Whether someone is really willing to pay an extra amount of money for a remarkable product, there's probably quite a bit of effort that went into creating that. And if someone provides a remarkable service, people will be more willing to maybe give a little bit more for that service. You know, when it comes to, if you think about a hotel, there are some hotels that are vacant, they're like motel, maybe they're not very taken care of very well, but there are other other venues or hotels that, or, you know, resorts that are sold out years in advance because they have remarkable service. They provide a remarkable experience, and that's what you're wanting to go there for. Now, when it comes to defining what remarkable is, it's something that's exceptional. It's outstanding, uncommon, worthy of attention. And history is oftentimes written by remarkable people, whether it comes to the arts, politics, business, etc., You have to be willing to be different and not common. When it comes back to parents wanting their children to be remarkable, you have to teach your kids to not care about being liked by everybody else or being like everybody else. You have to be willing to do things differently, to put in effort in a different way, to pay a price potentially, not always. And that will develop into habits that then become remarkable because they're so different. You know, there are even people that have career-limiting beliefs, and you know, even pe- if people know that they have certain things that limit them in their career, they and they may know even what they are and what they're doing and what it's bad for them, and this could even be lifestyle habits, this could be things in their relationships and their friendships and their whatever it is, day-to-day life they may still want to keep those habits even though they know that they're bad for them because it's uncomfortable to change and it's not maybe worth it to them. But for your ability to be able to evolve in life, it is important to be able to take those steps. It shows growth between working through a relationship with a positive connection and that's when the growth can really take place. I think such a key thing is being respectful. It makes a huge difference. And because many people are rude these days, I mean, some people could argue both sides of that as well that people are either more kind or they're more disrespectful. It can be easier to be judgmental. It can be easier to not think before you speak, to react rather than respond, and to be hurtful rather than be kind. I really do think that I could argue both sides of this as well. Because I think online I do see a lot of positivity shared. There's usually a lot of like, oh, you look great or like compliments. And I know for my social media, usually it's just a lot of positive things. I don't ne- typically get a lot of negative hate comments, but I also don't think that there's anything wrong with receiving them because I think when you're making any kind of impact on the world, you're going to offend some people. And you know, if you're not kind of ruffling people's feathers. I mean, hey, I might not be ruffling people's feathers enough. Maybe I'm not making enough of an impact. That you know could be one thing. But I think my approach to doing things currently with social media has yielded those certain results. But I don't think that people that necessarily get hate comments or things like that are necessarily doing anything wrong. It's just when you put yourself out there publicly, there are others that may feel entitled to judge you or tell you whatever they think and it could be really hurtful and they may not say these things to your face but they might feel more comfortable behind, you know, a computer screen or their phone to be able to write these things and and not really care too much about it. But I do think that there is as well a lot of love shared online. I think there's a lot of positive comments, a lot of, you know, things like that even though hate that's online can be really prominent. I know I've had a lot of my friends Uh, be very open about their experiences with that and how they deal with it and how they cope with it. But I think to be someone who is congratulatory, who is celebrating the other person's success or whatever they're going through in their life, that is remarkable because, you know, it's easy to judge people. And as humans, we will judge people. It's innate in us. It's not like, you know, I think to judge is innate in our biology to be able to do that. We have to be able to make effective judgments for our survival. To be a judgmental individual prioritizes being judgmental and sharing our judgments of other people in more of a negative context rather than being more positive. And that could be interpreted in a different way. Way or a multitude of different ways, but that's just kind of my perspective on it. And I think when you do practice things like respect, kindness, professionalism, and those things come together, it makes you a remarkable person because those can oftentimes be rare qualities to find. And we're not perfect, you know, we're going to make little stumbles from time to time and things may happen. But I think when you stay more focused on that path, You're going to be creating different results long-term in your relationships, in your friendships, and even in your professional life as well. Now, some could say that this is not so important, that you don't really need to respect other people in order to get ahead in life, and certain industries might not really cater to that, but I beg to differ. I think it's always really important to work towards being respectful in your connections with anybody in your life. And respect is so key in that equation. Now, if we're going to define respectfulness or respect, it's the ability to appreciate the uniqueness, value, and worth of another person or being and affirm the dignity of everyone. Now, everyone means everyone, not just the people you like, but everyone. Everyone, you don't have to agree with everybody or like everybody, but you can respect them. I think, especially, this kind of weaves its way into my life when it comes to animals or other sentient beings on this earth. You know, I know some people in my life that follow a ketogenic diet, and if you guys aren't familiar with what that is, it's very high in animal products, pretty low in carbohydrates. And it really does emphasize on eating more like grass-fed, farm-raised, non-GMO animal products. Now, I haven't eaten animal products in nearly 10 years, and that's not something that I feel like I ever want to incorporate back into my diet. But this diet and lifestyle has become more popular in the past couple of years, and it is kind of a reflection or very similar to what Atkins was in the 90s. And it really does emphasize on eating higher protein, higher fat, lower carbohydrate foods. And I don't personally agree with it. I know for my body, and um, I I thrive on more of a high carbohydrate, raw food, plant based diet. However, I know people in my life who I love dearly have known for years and respect so much that eat like this, and it seems to work for them. I think for me, knowing what I know about what goes on in the industries. And I was, you know, I just watched Dominion, which is a free documentary that's online made by the same producers as Earthlings, which I watched years and years ago, which was definitely a game changer for me in regards to solidifying certain ways that I was going to live my life. I mean, it's a very, if you haven't watched Earthlings or Dominion, and you are curious about what goes on in where your food comes from, whether you're eating animal products or not, it is important to not be ignorant about these things and to educate yourself and enlighten yourself. And I know some people are going to be like, I don't want to like look at that because it's going to make me sad. I don't want to know what goes on. I don't want to know where my food comes from. I don't want to see animals die. I don't want to realize that that's what's going on. Because a lot of people just show up at the supermarket or at the farmer's market or whatever and they see this, you know, plastic wrapped meat or whatever and they don't realize that like another animal had to die or be subjected to really cruel, harsh conditions and like their life quality was heavily altered so that you could have this product. And at the end of the day, if that really makes sense for you, I mean, it doesn't make sense for me because in all honesty, most of the world lives a vegetarian lifestyle because they can't afford meat. Meat is very expensive. It's very costly. That's why it's government subsidized. That's why there's so much genetic modification that goes into streamlining and creating more efficiency in these processes because it is so expensive to and so wasteful environmentally to be eating and processing meats and Dairy products and eggs and fish and all these types of things is very, very toxic for our environment on earth more than anything else, more than fossil fuels, more than oil, more than anything. So for me, for my reasons, from my background, from the research that I've done, it would never make sense for me to consume that type of lifestyle. Whether I want to get into macros or whatever, all of that stuff, my appearance, my things, it doesn't matter If I'm gonna be like, oh, like I'm gonna lose weight from this. Quite frankly, I don't really care about like weight loss because I've been at a healthy weight my whole life pretty much. So that's not a key thing for me. And I think that there are better options. And I think it's important to explore all those options. And I digress. (laughs) But all I'm saying is, I know these people in my life and I love them. I respect them so much. And I really, really care for them. Like, like their family, you know, and my family members are not vegan either. So, um, you know, regardless of that, I think you really have to see through to the spirit of a person and and really love that. And that's a choice. You can let those divisions break things up, but, you know, eating a plant-based diet is something I'm pretty passionate about. And when you get me going on it, like, (laughs) like I just was, I mean, I can go off. So, I I don't tend to like to go there too much. I do have an episode where I really went into detail in regards to why I eat more of a plant-based diet and um, from my research of what I've done and what I've learned, what the ideal diet for humans is for ideal health, even though I don't know if for everybody that's the most approachable, it's the most attainable in regards to sets of circumstances, But from what I've researched, it seems that that's what it is, and I'm sure people will disagree with me on that, and that's totally fine. But what I'm getting towards is that I have experience for nearly 10 years now eating a plant-based lifestyle, being slim, healthy, having my weight at a stable place, having solid blood tests with, you know, I might have things fluctuate from here to there and I may supplement accordingly. But I've had healthy menstruation and fertility, which is really huge. A lot of people lose their periods or it affects their hormones when they make huge drastic changes to their diet. I am grateful to say that I have not had to deal with those issues, but I also did not compromise when it comes to certain areas of my health. I was not going to put my number on the scale or what I look like or what I weigh above my health. And that is a fine line that you walk across, and it can be detrimental and it can be destructive to your health for years if you're not taking care of that. So, um, you know, I I know that I could not go back to eating animal products, especially after seeing these films, and I just you know I see through what an animal is, and I don't see myself as anything above or less than that. I see myself as different, but you know, animals are incredible beings that we share this planet with and to exercise any type of superiority over them (laughs) um you know i understand there are companion animals and stuff and i i have a cat myself that was rescued from a shelter that i've he's been with me for 16 years now and you know i think that uh it's important to recognize that we're not superior it's kind of arrogant to think that way and i Don't wish to live my life in that way, but I also don't want to judge other people for their lifestyle choices. To me, it's important to be respectful. Even when it comes to different cultural recipes, most of the world can't afford to eat, you know, maybe 100% like raw foods or vegan all the time. For different areas of the world, it's like when you learn about how other people live, that's not always, that doesn't always make the most sense. But what you do learn is majority of the cultures and societies around the world, they do live a mainly plant-sourced diet. They're not eating a diet that's super high in processed foods because it's not affordable. And, you know, I respect people regardless. I pray for progress collectively. And um, that's that's a collective situation that takes the involvement of human beings um, as a global family. And what does it say about us when we're causing wars and all these types of things? You know, we can be remarkable when we step aside from those tendencies and those habits and create different paths and go down paths that create a bit more peace and a bit more compassion, a bit more understanding in this world and maybe make a bit less of a carbon footprint and find a different solution rather than maybe what has been done and educate ourselves about different ways of doing things. And that comes to the point of being resourceful, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but that is important when you're trying to build a remarkable life for yourself and really discover your remarkable qualities. Now, for me personally, I'm not like, I don't consider myself an angry person or quote-unquote an angry vegan. You know, others are beings of this earth as well, and as much as I am a being of this earth, it's not for me to decide the outcome of someone else's life or give unsolicited advice to those who aren't interested. I like to share this with you and hopefully my thoughts are of interest to you because hopefully you're interested in that if you're listening. (laughs) But I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to go up to people that are living a certain way and tell them what they should do if they are not asking for my opinion on things. I oftentimes feel like very um, uncomfortable doing that because I wouldn't want somebody doing that to me. You know, I think disrespect in any form is a really egotistical, prideful, and arrogant act and mindset. I'm not perfect, and neither is anybody else. I think when it comes to the point of being rude in your life, it really does reveal your ego. And, you know, when it comes to everything in this world, I feel like everything's a little bit broken, and there's some type of perfection within that. It is okay how it is. Some people could argue that everybody's perfect as they are, and some people could say that we're all not perfect, and that's okay too. So it's just a kind of whatever your mindset is. And you don't have to approve of everybody, but you can still respect everyone. If you put yourself above people, oftentimes I feel like you'll get knocked down. And sometimes I feel like that's when the hate comments and the judgments come in, you know, because you can think, oh, why does this happen to me? Uh, You know, but I think people think sometimes that you shouldn't act like more than you are or better than you are than others because people can be really offended by that. I think uh, social media kind of walks this fine line because a lot of people want to be like, okay, fake it till you make it type of thing and, um, you know, edit their photos in a certain way or put off this image of themselves. But it's like, I've known people that they put off a certain image of themselves, but they're going through so many different things in their life. And I'm sure that if you have close people in your life, that what you see on social media is not the full picture. And we can't be looking at other people's lives and judging other people's lives as if that's like gospel, as if that that's exactly what's going on, completely transparent, that's the whole picture, that there's no, you know, discrepancies, arguments, like different misfortunes or Different things that are going on in people's lives. It's like people try to put on a good face, and that's fine because they think that there's something to be said about having composure during times of stress in your life. However, you can't jump to the conclusion or make assumptions that people's life is all that you see or all that they show you. So I I do think that sometimes people get confused about why they might be receiving you know, a certain kind of response. But I think if you try to make yourself seem like you're more than you really are, better than you really are, people are going to see that and they're going to be like, um, and they're going to check you on it and be like, no, you know what I mean? It happens. And I think we all see it at different times in our life and in different situations, but it does happen. You know, I think it's important to respect everybody. There's a variety of guests that I bring on my podcast, whether they be in the dance industry, yoga industry, raw food, spirituality, business, whatever it is. You know, I respect a lot of different people for a lot of different things, and I think that that's okay. That's how I see things in my life, and I really do want to see the best in every single person and see the positive change that they're making in this world, the positive change that they have made in their own life, and highlight that and celebrate that because that's just kind of how I am, and I really like to live my life that way. I feel happy to do that. I think um, also it's important to respect your parents. Your spouse if you have one to respect elders because even if you don't believe in the same things that they believe they're still worthy of respect and it can be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes for people to do that they may have very different beliefs than you i think it's also very important to respect the poor immigrants our enemies are an opponent And also government leaders, you know, especially when it comes to even sports, you know, there's something called sportsmanly like conduct, good sportsmanship. If you lose, you don't lose your shiz (laughs) like you don't you don't completely lose it and stuff. You know, you want to have a sense of composure and professionalism to whatever you're doing. You know, even those who are weaker than us or less advantaged should not be taken advantage of because of that. And I think it says more about us as individuals if we do that rather than if you can be kind to someone who may have less than you in some aspect and may be gifted than more gifted than you in some aspect. That says a lot about you and can contribute to you being a remarkable individual in their life. You know, life can always change our circumstances. So, It's important to be respectful of other people and what they offer to this world. You know, it's easy to show respect to people that you may agree with on a consistent basis, but it may be a little bit more challenging from time to time to share that respect for people that you don't necessarily share that same belief with. You know, but when you feel remarkable, remember what a miracle it is to be alive. For all people to be alive, you know there are so many miscarriages. There's also a lot of divine circumstances. There's a lot of different variables that come into play for someone to be born at all in this life. And I know people may have different beliefs about, um, you know, abortion or argue that certain children shouldn't be brought into this world or do pre-screening for different defects Some people may have been raped and had an unplanned pregnancy and they don't think that that is something, you know, that should come into this world. I know people have a totally, you know, a lot of different beliefs around that. I don't really want to get into that too much, but I just do want to say that I do think life is a miracle and that good things can come out of even negative situations and that, Things can be a blessing if we're able to work through them in a certain way. Now, parents aren't perfect. Circumstances are not perfect always for parents. You know, Um, it's very rare. I don't know many people that are like, yeah, I had perfect parents. (laughs) Like Everybody's just doing their best. And I think we all do our best. And we have to respect that other people are also doing that as well. It's important to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower to anger because we want to be slow to respond and not react in anger or aggression because this can cause more problems down the line. That's, you know, that's a sign of respect to act in that way. When you want respect from somebody, it's important to respect them. It's not easy to respect everybody all the time, but if it's worth it to you, then you'll, you'll do that. The golden rule really is always to treat others how you wish to be treated. And that, I'm sure, has been something I know that I grew up hearing a lot and is something that I really do have a lot of admiration for people that are able to do that. Another quality of being a remarkable person is to be reliable, and this is oftentimes defined as dependable, trustworthy, honest, loyal, things of this nature. Now, to be trustworthy means that your intentions are in the right place, that you're faithful, regardless of circumstances, You know, people can be counted on in them. Whatever you commit to, whatever the circumstances may be, that you're going to rise to the occasion and be there and make it happen. Now, a lot of people, you know, to be honest, are not reliable. And you know, with the statistics being that fifty percent of marriages fail and there are high statistics of infidelity, cheating, unfaithfulness, temptation, there's a lot of room for error, and there's a lot of people that are not being entirely faithful and not being reliable in their marriages and it's leading to certain outcomes and obviously, there's so many different variables when it comes to a marriage to things for things to go one way or the other, but it is important to always tell the truth in your relationship. You know, would you want the person that you're with to be faithful to you 80% of the time? Does that mean that they're 100% faithful? No. You want to do things, and this is something that my yoga instructors taught us, is that you go into the posture that day, you do the best you can with what you have, and if you give 100% of your effort in the right direction, then you do it 100% correctly. If you're doing the posture 10% correctly then you're 100% wrong you need to do it according to the dialogue you need to do it according to moving with the class and according to your abilities for that day if you're pushing yourself too much not pushing yourself enough and you're really not getting the maximum benefit out of it for that day and that applies to life as well you want to do things the correct way as best you possibly can now to be a reliable person means that you'll always tell the truth you'll always do what you promise. Obviously, you know, emergencies can come up, but you make the effort to heal that if that is something that comes up. Now, another thing is being able to keep confidential information confidential. Can you be counted on and not be a gossip? You know, oftentimes it's said that if people gossip to you, then they will gossip about you. And you know, that because for them, sharing that information makes them feel powerful. And I know this is something that unfortunately a lot of people start to experience in their teenage years in high school. It's like rampant because people have different secrets. They can be like, oh, Sarah likes Joey. And then like somehow he finds out and she's embarrassed and it's like, oh my God, whatever. You know, it's all that type of stuff. <laughs> but it, it becomes on such a greater scale as you get older. And I think, you know, reliable people are confident. When you're able to keep those secrets about people's lives or be able to be be trusted with certain information, you feel like a vault, you feel solid, you feel good. And that's why certain people are trusted with higher levels of security clearance because they're able to manage that, they're able to tolerate that. They don't need to be like that one character that's on Saturday Night Live who is like the aunt who like cannot hold it in. When it comes to the secret and, like, ends up ruining the surprise. I don't know who it is, but I know... Um, I forget the name of the actress that says it, but it's so hilarious. But it's like, yeah, sometimes when we're told information, it can be like, oh, like, I just want to tell somebody. But it means a lot to be able to be a trustworthy person and to be reliable in that regard. Because we... You know, many of us know what it feels like to have a secret leak out that we didn't want another person to know or just to have confidential information leaked and it doesn't feel great. So you don't want to contribute to that cycle happening in other people's lives and, you know, potentially even bring that karma onto yourself. I think it is important to teach kids to be honest and own up to wrong choices and wrong decisions that they make and be honest with themselves and be like, yeah, I messed this up. I lied. I cheated on this whatever it may be, and they're at least honest and be like, I messed up, and take ownership for that. And so they can learn to take ownership and not make that same situation happen again. Another aspect is being resourceful. Resourcefulness is so important. I remember I had a history instructor while I was in uh, college and he would give us open book tests and they were hard open book tests, but we could use all of our notes. And he gave us these tests this way because He wanted us to be resourceful. He wanted to train us to be like, you know what, when you go out into life in this day and age, people are not looking for people that know all the answers. They want people that can find the answer. So being resourceful is making the most out of what I have, finding solutions to problems that others overlooked. So that's kind of when it comes down to it When it came to healing my digestive system, there were a lot of things that I looked into to try to heal my body, and that led me to raw foods, that led me to eating a plant-based diet, and it's been great ever since. So, you know, I do the best I can with what I have today. That is a really great affirmation to say to yourself in the morning because our circumstances change from day to day. But when you can remind yourself, I'm going to do the best with what I can today, that's important you want to be a resourceful person. You want to find solutions to things. because you're not going to have unlimited finances. You don't have unlimited time. And it's important to create solutions that will lead towards positive results for you in your life. Nothing has per- perfect circumstances in your life. You know, not all people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, when the stars are aligned in this way and the moon is this and, you know, when the apple's hanging off the tree, this way, it's like no. You know what I'm saying? Like You have to sometimes just do what you can in that movement, make a decision, be like, okay, I'm not feeling 100% in maybe this aspect of my life today. I'm still going to look at all the other things that I am grateful for and that I can do and I'm going to make the most out of that and keep moving forward. There's some times in our life where we don't have the option to take a step back and we have to find a solution. We have to move forward And I've been put in that position more times than I can count. And I can honestly say, I can confidently say that I can take a situation where the glass is bone dry, empty, and make it overflow. You know, I can change the mood of an entire room with my performance and my present and move people to their feet, move people to tears with that. Great performers know how to do this. You know, it's one facet and it has many applications you can do this with your finances, with your health, with friendships, relationships, mindset. It's a choice. You know, I know that if I'm in a bad mood or some type of circumstance is not totally great, I know how to shift that even if it seems like a really negative thing and it might really bring me down. I know that there are certain things that I can practice that will get me out of there and I will be grateful for so much that I won't even be able to stop choosing things to be grateful for. It really is a decision to keep moving forward and keep looking for the and things where you just find solutions. You know, and I think that that shows up in recipes as well. There are certain places of the world where certain recipes came to come about where they were making the best with what they had on hand. And I think for me also... There are things that I teach my students to be resourceful. I ask them to approach movement in a different way, especially when it comes to improvisation. I may leave gaps in choreography that I teach them so that they can explore their own kind of movement in that eight count. I'm not going to give them that movement because I want them to have a safe little space between the movement that's already set to have a little bit of wiggle room and approach that choreography in a way that they feel like is authentic to them. And that allows them to grow. It allows them to find solutions. It turns on their brain in a different way and it allows them to feel empowered and proud of themselves and capable of demonstrating movement and creating movement sometimes out of nothing. You know when we take a problem, I think it's a good idea to even write down three to ten solutions and try to execute those, think about things in a different way. Oftentimes people know what has to get done, but they don't want to do it because it's uncomfortable. Remarkable people can make it happen and get it done, and that's what sets those people apart. You know experience really does come from feeling and succeeding over and over again. In different ways, and that leads to wisdom, so you can make better decisions in your life. You know, I don't teach my dancers every single thing that I know because sometimes they're not ready to learn certain things. I let them fail to a certain degree because there's only so much that I can do, right? Like, I can prepare them for competition as much as possible. If they're not taking it seriously enough and they need to get a smackdown or they need to hear it from somebody else, metaphorical, of course, like they will maybe not place as much as place as high as they want to and they'll be like oh my god i have to fix this aspect of my performance and i'm like yes i did tell you that a couple months ago but you might need to hear it from somebody else <laughs> in order for it to like fully make sense to you you know um but i think it's okay to give people opportunities to fail in life as well especially when it comes to kids because if everything's always perfect all the time or you don't allow kids to really feel failure then they don't realize that they're going to be okay even if they fail. And they're less terrified of failure and they have a greater capacity to know what works and to apply that and to have hindsight and really be able to grow from those experiences. And when it comes to resiliency, also this is another really important quality. It's ability to bounce back or recover from loss and failure and stress and disappointment. You know, when you take an L, a real winner knows how to bounce back. A lot of people give up and they expect somebody else to do it for them, or they think that everybody, you know, doesn't have the particular drama that they're dealing with. It's like everybody has some kind of drama in their life, and people learn how to handle things differently. You know, I was super competitive growing up, being that I was in the competitive dance realm, and Sometimes I really need to check myself and not let that get the best of me because like if we would work so hard and we would get to nationals and we wouldn't place it's like I can't throw all the hard work out the window it's like if you don't take the things that you did in your life and apply that to your practice and move forward with them it's important to embrace every aspect of that and be like you know what we gave it our best and that's that's what i have to focus on and the end result is not the whole picture the whole picture is made up of a collective amount of choices that lead to that time in that place. And you know, you you can't let those things like suck you up. Don't let things ruin your whole day, your whole yoga practice, your whole experience in a particular class, your whole date with somebody, your whole experience, maybe going grocery shopping if you don't find the thing that you're looking for. You can't let things like this ruin your whole life. People love this quality about other people. They love to see resilient people. I get really inspired by resilient people because we're all going through our own things on a day-to-day basis. And to see other people being resilient and choosing to be resilient is freaking awesome. You know, good people have bad things happen to them. And I think that's important to remember you know, failure is not final, it's not fatal. I think of it as almost like a scientific experiment, like scientific method style. You have a hypothesis of how you think things are going to go, there's certain steps, certain outcome, yada yada. You know, I think when you fall fast and you try, try again, you fall out of a posture in yoga class, you get right back in, you activate different muscles. Maybe you maintain a certain level of balance and you don't go a little bit deeper that day. Maybe you save that for another time. You find your way and that's important you know I don't think my parents did not protect me from failure in my life they taught me that it wouldn't kill me and it really empowered me in my decision making to follow my own intuition and not care what other people thought about me and I think that is something that has contributed to me having remarkable qualities everything is a little bit broken nothing is totally perfect and you know we're not expected to be perfect in life you know, edited rainbows, unicorns. You know, it's like you see some people's social media profiles, and it's just like, really? Like, are they living in a rainbow? Not to be shady or anything, but like, you know, people unfortunately they see this and they think that perfect health can come from just taking care of one aspect of your life, or that this person thinks that they have everything right. And if you don't look like them or have their lifestyle or their success doesn't look like your success, or your success doesn't look like their success, your fitness doesn't look like their fitness, your financial situation doesn't look like their financial situation that you're a failure and that you're not doing enough. That is not true. Other people's success is going to look different than what your success is. And the reality of the situation is that real life is not living in a rainbow 100% of the time you know, there is a war, there is disease, there is abuse, there is destruction. Just as much as there is beauty, kindness, health, and peace in this earth, there's a balance. There's a yin and a yang to that. You cannot expect to be living in a rainbow 100% of the time because, quite frankly, that's just ignorant. Like, you have to be able to learn how to cope with difficult times in your life as well. You know, life is still good even though it is imperfect and broken at times. And that's where like the glue comes to heal everything in a sense. You know, there's a type of Japanese pottery where the pottery is broken and they fill in those cracks with gold. And that is worth so much more after it's broken than how it was before. And humans are kind of that way as well. And we are able to heal each other in certain ways if we really choose to. Resilience also comes from setbacks, heartbreak, loss, disappointment, and we have to have humility to apologize and forgive in our life as well. You know, but through those hard times, you got to remember that the hard times that you're going through can lead to really amazing times, you know, and to not put yourself above anybody else in that respect. You know, you can learn a lot more from your weakness, as well because it shows you where you can grow so don't be afraid to feel that in your weakness and if you've gone through pain in your life don't waste it I know that I put a lot of the different experiences that I've been through in my life whether they be positive negative all types of things into my choreography you know and I really love exploring that with my students on a day-to-day basis people experience depression they they experience racism sometimes abuse And what a gift to be able to learn from somebody else who's gone through that. You know, you can transform your experience into inspiration for somebody else, and that can allow the world to heal in a different way, and that makes you a remarkable person. You can turn setbacks into comebacks. And some people got everything with a silver spoon in their mouth. I know that you can probably think of some person and be like, well, if my life was like that, then I would be totally fine. You know, maybe you feel like too much time has passed or your moment has passed. And no, your moment is now. You know, I want to share this poem with you, Timeless by Rupi Kaur. It's one of my favorites, as follows. They convinced me I only had a few good years left before I was replaced by a girl younger than me. As though men yield power with age, but women grow into irrelevance. They can keep their lies, for I have just gotten started. I feel as though I have just left the womb. My 20s are the warm-up for what I am really about to do. Wait till you see me in my 30s. Now that will be a proper introduction to the nasty, wild woman in me. How can I leave before the party is started? Rehearsals begin at 40. I ripen with age. I do not come with an expiration date and now for the main event curtains up at 50 let's begin the show I think it's always important to keep discovering new things for me it's key to be peaceful with myself to keep things interesting to not get bored you know I feel like I'm at really at peace with myself and accept myself as I am as a result of making a lot of decisions that were not so easy all the time but contributed to my ability to be remarkable in my life And, you know, my perceived misfortunes and fortunes and gifts and whatever that may be perceived by anybody else, I'm at peace with it. And I can honestly say that I'm proud of every minute of my life because I have grown from each experience and put hard work into creating changes that allow me to be true to myself, even have had composure when things go wrong, and I don't lie to myself about things. So, I hope that this podcast episode has helped you think about things a little bit differently and think about maybe the ways that you can really come into your life and be remarkable in your decision making and feel great about who you are and how you choose to make a positive impact on this world. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.